I'm Laura. And I'm Sasha. Welcome to our podcast. Portals is a show about the strange experience of being human. We're interested in looking at the ways our particular mammal brains see and interact with the world around us. In Portals, we explore the ways we weave loss into life. We'll be talking together and with guests about four main themes, portals, feelings, loss, and trust. We're glad you're here. Welcome. We'd love to have you come look out at the world with us. So this month, we're focusing on trust and looking at it through the lens of bodies and thinking about how we might have an understanding of trust as we we all live in physical bodies and have experiences with them. The aspect of bodies that I wanted to talk about, which if you haven't gone through this, you will at some point, is aging. And I wanted to ask you, Laura, to reflect on and, and share how your experience with trusting your body has changed over time, how aging and feeling your body as you are, as we're approaching 50, feel really different than when we were, when we met, when we were 14, mm-hmm. 15. And maybe, you know, if you have any particular examples or themes through there you'd like to share, we can take it however we do on a tangent, on a little ride. Do you have any questions or thoughts before we share our experiences? I do. I have a thought, and this is the thought I have. It is interesting that when we think about aging and like trusting our bodies as they age, we think about this end of the aging, you know, like we think about, oh, now I'm aging. But the truth is, I we have, everyone has experienced what it is. That's I mean, true. Right? You know, like, yeah, that's true. Like you, you are not you're cryogenically all. frozen. <laughs> you have experienced have aging. You're absolutely right. That is a great reframe and point. We do. We talk about it like in our culture, like, oh, I'm aging, but we're all aging. You know, my 12 year old is aging. aging. Like, you know, and thank God they're aging. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is exactly, they're not cryogenically, cryogenically frozen. This is what it is to be alive. It's a human condition. It's what it means to be, to understand yourself, to be defined, contained inside a physical structure. Right. Yes. Similarly, how, and I said, I talked about aging as something that happens when you're older, which is not true. And you're totally right. (laughs) Is there's this idea that we lose something Mm -hmm. like aging is a loss. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to kind of counter and argue or just like question, why do we think of it as a loss? There are some definite ways I've seen the people I've loved to got older, got sick, weren't as mobile. There are losses, mm-hmm. but there are gains too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not a zero-sum yeah. situation here. I think that there's a, like when you're a baby and you're aging, there's loss for certain. I mean, there's so much loss every time, you know, you you like, you don't fit under that piece of furniture or you mm-hmm. can't be picked up like, oh, to be able to be picked up and swung around or like cradled in someone's arms. I would give a lot of, I don't know what money to be the size that someone, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like could cradle me and hold me like, or put me over their shoulder and Mm -hmm. just like pat, 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 pat. 
very unlikely that I'm ever going to get uh, <laughs> to find that, that person. Yeah. Okay. Very unlikely. <laughs> and so that's like a loss that happened to me. And I was so big, so young that happened early on, but right. There's this idea for the first part of our, our lives that you're losing stuff, but the trade-off is good because mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. but just down the road, I'll be an adult and it's going to be, I'm going to be independent and I'm going to be Little powerful. did we know. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. oh. But yes, yes, we, were, we were, did believe that. <laughs> we originally did believe that. And now, and we don't have the same story about old age, about middle age. Yeah. And like we have that story. There's something good to look forward to culturally as a woman up until maybe you're like 30 and then there's nothing good to look forward to anymore. Everything else is going to be worse. Right. It, that's the story that our that is the story tells us, and then there'll be death, and that's the worst of all. That is a story. Yep, that has never felt true to me, and it has felt dangerous and problematic. And it obviously feeds things that mm-hmm. make big business around that. My mother was deeply invested in being perceived as young looking young. She had plastic mm-hmm. surgeries. She had lots of treatments. She would never leave her hair uncolored. And this isn't a judgment on people who do that. This is just her particular brand of it was very much, this went along with her fear mm-hmm. about aging and holding on to power mm-hmm. and feeling like that she needed to really cling to that. And I think, I don't know if I've mentioned here, but she had me when she was 20. So, and she looked really young through her 40s. And when I was in my 20s and we were getting along pretty well, we went out a few times, like with some kind of her friends who were closer in age really to me, which was its own story and kind of weirdness. But she was like, don't tell them you're my daughter because then they'll know I'm older. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you just made this weird. Mm-hmm. We could have been like this, I don't oh. know, this like mom daughter, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're, f-. but now I'm like, oh, oh, you're I'm hiding lying. part of who you mm-hmm. are. You're hiding, you're trying to look and be perceived. It's, it's like for consumption, mm-hmm. it's not for your true lived experience, mm-hmm. which was as a 45 year old. Right. With a child. And so what she was willing to pay for that was you, not you entirely, mm-hmm. but she was willing to mm-hmm. let go of that of being your mother in every a little bit. Yes. I mean, the amount of things that she decided were worth the trade-off were were really kind of heartbreaking. Like there were many times for me and my sister. So I come from, this colors a lot of my thoughts on aging. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I have friends who don't have that experience with their mom. And so maybe they're like, they don't have hard feelings about dyeing their hair. Like they, 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 it's like, oh, it's fun. It looks good. I like it, whatever. More power to you. Like I'm not at all in a judgment zone, but for Mm -hmm. me, it became important to my person to be however old I am at any time and to not deny it and to try to find a way to celebrate. Problem is I keep forgetting how old I am now, which is 46, I believe. But since (laughs) we're the same age- then I, I always forget too. I, I'm either 46 or 47. It is yeah. not clear to me. It's 46. 40, well, right? we're in there. We're, there we go. Okay. <laughs> we're over 45. Oh, we're, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
I think we are 46. I think we are. We're turning um, 47. That's right. Sure. That's what's <laughs> confusing. See, it's so confusing. <laughs> I yeah. think that's so interesting that you saw that happening. Like you saw your mother's fear. Well, okay. A couple of things. One, I think it's interesting the way we're almost constantly, I think, striking bargains with fear, making deals with fear. Like, okay, I'll give you this if you give me that. I'll give you, for tonight, I'll give you my daughter if you give me a vibrant young woman. I am afraid, I'm more afraid of disappearing because I'm no longer attractive than I am of losing my child, of losing this connection, this identity. I think more danger will come to me if I lose the part of my identity that is attractive, vibrant young woman than if I lose a part of my identity that is Sasha's mom. That was for Teresa. She had to make a bargain with, that was her bargain with fear. Your bargain with fear is like, I'm more afraid of what it will be like if I lose. Yours is like the opposite. You're like, I. Mm -hmm. I struggled with this over time with embracing then things that, when do I spend time? Like, I want to look nice. Like, I want to like dress up. I want to do my hair. I want to like. And then that becomes a struggle for me, which is kind of an interesting, I think we all have, I have my comfort spot that I've made my deal <laughs> right? and there I'm totally comfortable. But when I move a little bit out of it, I'm like, oh, right. No, I'm like, I'm coming here. <laughs> I'm like I a person in the world. Really How am I operating and what right. am I doing? And since the world is always, it's like you, you don't strike a deal and then hold that deal. You're like always having to renegotiate mm-hmm. the deal. Particularly when it's a deal around how do I feel about my body? Because because your body doesn't ever our bodies don't stay still. No, no, and, that's and a really interesting thing to experience living absolutely. inside something that never stays still. Ooh, I, I like that. I want to talk more about that, but I want to hear you. Yeah. Well, when we were talking about this, doing this topic, and trying to come up with like a story that sort of spoke to our feelings right now. Mm -hmm. I had this idea that I wanted to talk about when I went to Mexico and met my sister recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's 16 years younger than I am. And from certain angles, not all the time, but from certain angles, we look very much alike. And so I had this experience where I would every now and again, look at her face and be like, oh my God, that's my face. Hmm. I like noticed that part of my thought process was like, she looks more like me than I do. Like she, that is my face. Like this, that is my face. Like, oh my God, that's my face. Like I was reunited with my face. Like I was having this <laughs> wow. feeling of like, oh, my face. It's my face. <laughs> like, oh my God. I you look in the mirror and you're you. like, who is no, this? That's, I don't know. I've never met her before, but look at her. There she is. Cause, cause right. Cause she looks like my face from 16 years ago. Uh, yeah. It's so interesting how, like when I, 16 years ago, when I had that face, I had a whole range of feelings about it, you know, but now that I'm, that it's come back around, you know, that it's like revisiting me. It's mm-hmm. like, I am so, I'm like, oh, hi, pumpkin. <laughs> like I have this kind of like tenderness. I'm like, oh, sweetie, can I make you a Aww. milkshake? Like, do you want a hot cocoa? Hi, little face. <laughs> like, look at you. Like, I'm full of tenderness for it. That made me wonder about what it would be like to be able to meet. Because I haven't loved my body in all of its iterations. I've had a more congenial relationship with my body than many people have. 
And I'm grateful for that. But I've often had beef with my body. A spaceship is lifting off from my house. <laughs> Just side note. Okay. Don't worry we, about we it. We have our distractions. <laughs> I have my insect off to the right. You have a spaceship. We're going to carry on Probably briefly. <laughs> okay. So I think that I had this fantasy where you could go back and meet. Like, what if I could go back and meet my body mm-hmm. to different iterations of my younger body in my older body and be like, oh, that's what that thing looks like. That thing I hated so much. Oh my gosh. Right. Or like, absolutely. Like that's what that thing I was desperately trying to change or conceal looks like. And I wonder if I would, in how many cases I would be like, oh yes, change and conceal that. (laughs) You'd be like you. Yes. (laughs) I agree. Here's some tips. Right. And in how many cases I'd be like, oh, Well, I don't know about you. There've definitely been times where I've looked back. I remember as a teenager being like critical of myself and then looking back and being like, what were you thinking? Seriously, what were you thinking? And I think because it wasn't about me, it was about it to have a body is to be critical of it. Mm. And we all have bodies. And I think we all found more or less affirmation of our criticisms. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't to have a body is to rejoice in it. Mm -hmm. And I think if there had been that, maybe I would have thought about all the good things about my body too. Mm -hmm. I just think it was always a lens of less than, not good enough, to the point where it was ridiculous. I'm really splitting hairs here. Like Mm -hmm. I, I had a totally healthy body that could do Mm -hmm. so many things. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking about this at around the same time when my body started to change, my metabolism was changing. And I was thinking about my epilepsy and thinking about my health and my body in a very different way. And I was starting to think about having a baby saying like, I want to do something like, oh, will my body do this with me? Like, Mm -hmm. we'll see how this all goes with my mom and her aging stuff. And being like, can I apply that lesson forward and go ahead and love the body right now that I have Mm -hmm. as if I'm looking at this 25-year-old body from my 40-year-old self Mm -hmm. or so on and so forth. And sometimes I feel like it works. Like Mm -hmm. I think about when I look in the mirror now and if I, there's that lens of less than and not like, what am I comparing to? Mm -hmm. What is this? You know, instead of questioning how I don't fit, I'm like, what am I trying to fit into? Like, mm-hmm. what is the thing that's the comparison point for me and why? Yeah, like for why? you, does it feel like, to me, it feels like, right, there's a way I can live inside of my own life and meet people as if I was, meet them from inside of me. And then there's this other way that I can live looking down at my life. Yeah. And that is a more, for me, uncomfortable way to live. Oh, yeah. Much more uncomfortable way to live. And I think one of the things that I have liked about getting older is that I feel, I don't know, I'm going to say it this way. I don't even know if this is accurate, but I'll, so I might need to say it like four ways and then we can put them all in the same pot and heat it up and let them blend. One way of saying it is the further and further away I, my body comes from being kind of like media compliant, Mm -hmm. you know, from being like a body that could achieve You know, the like, oh, that's the body that, and face, that's the thing that we're looking for. 
the less and less I try, you know, it's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there's no profit. I'm not going to get there. No, and the less I let, <laughs> like that's not, that's not one of the options on the menu. And the less and less I try, the more and more I enjoy, I get to actually enjoy how it feels to have this body, yeah. you know, like the last time I spend imagining how it would feel to have a body that's not this body, but close, the more I get to be like, oh, but this body, mm-hmm. you know, like there's this, it's yes. like I dropped out of the race. It was like, yeah, you're not, you're like so far behind. Like remember when we used to run cross country <laughs> in high school and it when was we like, were cross country superstars. <laughs> yes. It was like all, all of the girls have finished. Almost all of the boys have finished. Like they start second. You're not back. You're not even close to back. <laughs> Given that you're not going to win, would you like to stop for tea? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's, I think that's a big part of the freedom and joy I've had as I've gotten older. I think about the time, I don't want to say wasted. That's the wrong word. But the time that I spent being critical of myself when I could have been enjoying Mm -hmm. myself, and I'm not mad at myself. Like, I think this is just, it's just how it goes. It's hard to be a person with the body who's going through this world with all these other people and then all these signals and all this connection points. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're not really on social media, you're aware of like the cultural soup that we all live in. Yeah, exactly. So even if you can see it, it still kind of gets into your system. It's kind of like being like, this air is a little polluted and it's Mm -hmm. like, and you're breathing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like you might be aware and this is might be bad for me. And it's like, yes. But as I've gotten older, it has been easier to It's not even let go of it, but to just even shift into a different gear and then be like, but what's great? It's like a not a deficit model. It's a Mm -hmm. positive model. It's like, Mm -hmm. what's really wonderful Mm -hmm. about my body? And I know I've heard other people comment on like, for example, my soft belly. Like my Mm -hmm. kids would be like, oh, you're soft belly. It's Mm -hmm. so good to put my head on. And there was a period of time where... That was not the most comforting thing. (laughs) And yet it also is lovely. It's also wonderful. Like why, who says, who says that's how it is? And I'm just like not going down that road. And I'm saying, that's not how it is for me. I'm going to love this belly and this is how it is now. This is not how it always was. And this might not be how it always is, but right now this is where we're at. Mm -hmm. And what if I love it? And I think that there is, and the, and this is, I think, a theme throughout all of our everything that we do, or you and I as people, and also in this project, is like, it is very possible to have, for me at least, to love my soft belly and not love my soft belly in exactly the same moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be like, and in fact, if I try to get to a point where I don't not love it, if I'm like, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of this feeling of completely wait until this feeling of this aspirational feeling when I see some super athlete, like I, we just watched this movie about surfing and there are Mm. all these beautiful bodies surfing and they were like so strong and they could bend and turn and like every part of them was a muscle, like Mm -hmm. between the digits and their fingers, like was articulated (laughs) muscle. It was just like, you know, (laughs) it was, 
And there's part of, of my brain that's like, oh, you should do that. You should get that. That's better, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I wait until that voice never shows up before I start loving this, you know, this, there's some spots where I can see my muscles. And then there's a lot of spots where my muscles are like very well shielded, (laughs) you know, resting. Yeah. Right. In a resting pose. Yes. (laughs) Like I need to do both at the same time or else I'll never get started on the second one. I have to be able to let myself, let it be quiet. But Mm -hmm. as I get older and the more I, the further away I get from the idea that if I just buy another thing or do another setup, I'm going to be there. The longer and thicker and richer the other part, the part where I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. And I think that there's something very different to saying, I want to look this way, then I want to be able to use my body in this way and how I want to feel what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I met a young person recently who said they were interested in their taking care of themselves and working on their nutrition and said that their goal was to be an 80-year-old who could do a headstand. And I just, I was like, that is like, they were just like, I want to be able to have, to be able to do that with my body. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting way of thinking about that, especially for a young person Mm -hmm. who was probably in their early 20s, to be really looking that far and looking joyfully at Mm -hmm. something what are the building blocks now I can do to take care of this body so that I might be able to do that? I like that. I've been thinking about that a lot. Oh, and trusting in the process of things are going to change Mm -hmm. and my body is going to tell me and my body is going to take the time it needs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that's another thing. As I've gotten older, things take a little longer and you don't know, you know, when you're younger, how fast you heal, how fast you grow, how fast you can change and bounce back from bounce things. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea, that story, the headstand of intentionally telling myself stories about like in the way that when I was little, you couldn't avoid all, everyone would be like, what do you think you'll be like? Ooh, let's tell fun <laughs> yeah. stories about what you might right. be like when you're 20. Yeah. I like the idea of telling myself fun stories about what I might be like when I'm 80. I think we've talked about this. I want to go like deep. Well, I don't, I was going to say deep butch, but I I don't know if that's exactly right. (laughs) I would like to have like long gray hair that I wear in like thick, heavy braids. I'd like it to be thicker. And then it is now somehow and heavy. And I want to wear like overalls with flannel shirts under them. And I want my overalls to be dirty. And I'd like to be like wide, like quite wide. And I'd like to have dirty fingernails, like dirt under my fingernails. <laughs> I'd like, like to this. still be able to be barefoot. One of my goals okay. is to be able to, to be, be barefoot, barefoot into my 80s. Okay. You are barefoot a lot. I might want to um, smoke a pipe if I'm 80. <laughs> is, it's like, okay. You've gotten right? that far. You're like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. That's what I think that I'll keep that in mind. Like I'm working toward the hat. I'm well, excited. I just like bringing up images of joyful experiences, not just a loss of what I have now, but a joyful new era when I'm 70, 80, 90, if I'm that lucky. Because the reason why it doesn't feel joyful is socially constructed to tell us that we shouldn't be somehow, that everything there is to value is about youth. And we don't and, have pictures. We, and it does no. matter what you see. We don't get visuals of 
awesome old ladies riding their mules. I know. Are you going to have a mule? I'd like to know what your 80 year old. Well, you know, I went to get my hair cut and the picture I brought in was of a much older woman with this long, gray, beautiful, like silver hair that had like layers in it. And, you know, it's got that coarser mm-hmm. quality to it. And I was like, this is what I'm moving towards. Mm-hmm. So whatever you can do to cut it so that it can like mm-hmm. start getting there. I don't know what this cut is, but here she is, mm-hmm. <laughs> this lovely woman. And I realized how I'd never done that before. Like it's always been disregard the fact that this picture is of someone who's 22 and just give me this haircut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this felt like joyfully accepting and embracing this phase rather than, I don't know, pretending like it's not happening. And I think right now we're in a moment where this is being received better than it ever has been. At least in my world, I'm seeing a lot more celebrating different types of bodies and different types of presentations and less ageism or at least more representation and modeling. And I, so that's, it feels like a Weirdly a great time to like come of age and become like 50, you know, I'm like, yay. <laughs> right. So I think that we should, I cause you know, we're going to, we do two episodes a month now on the yeah. same topic. I kind yes. of think that for our next episode, I would like to just make a library of old women. I would like to be mm. like, we could each just do like, we just do all talk do about inspiring woman, do an old woman. I'll do an old woman. You do, just like make up all the old women would be kind of for the universe, like the yeah. universe. We need more of that out there, like aspirational, inspirational. It's like a fairy tale. Like, oh, you know, we spend so much time as kids thinking about like, oh, the princess and this and that. Like, Mm -hmm. how about the crone who's like in her overalls and got dirt under her nails? Like, how? what about that experience? Her mule loves her. Her mule loves her. Like really good friends. They like talk about stuff. I think I know it's free. It doesn't have to be corralled at all. <laughs> it like right. comes up on the porch in the morning. That's one old woman I would be, but there's others. There's yes. others. Okay. Yeah, okay. Next all right. Time. Wheels are turning. Okay. <laughs> next time. Yay. All I, right. Yay. I hope that we get to be, I hope I get to see your old lady. I hope I get to see yours as well. And they can like hang out and do things and get dirt under their nails together. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Carly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you to Will Lewis for editing and to Parsa Shanpur for his original scoring. If you would like to learn more about the work we do at the Portland Grief House, you can check us out at griefhouse.org and find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a comment, question, or potential guest you'd like us to consider for a future episode, please reach out to us by email at info at griefhouse.org. Thanks so much for being here. See you next time.